When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back for another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listen to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break it is sincerely appreciated Big shout out to Albert G before we go on with our show. Thank you so much for watching us. As always, truly appreciated. It was a valiant effort up in Portland. Anthony Davis, who sat out after nine minutes with back spasms, showed some real guts tonight. He said he would go through the pain, and that he did, and he came up with a big performance tonight. 36 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, one block shot in probably the best performance of the season for him. But unfortunately, it was not the best performance of the season for the Lakers as they fall in the fourth quarter and ultimately the game, 106 to 101 against the Portland Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers came out on top in this one, unfortunately, but a very valiant effort by the Lakers and especially Anthony Davis indeed. V. Garcia is also here. Kuzma should be fined after tonight's performance. Why was he still in the game? Laker Tom, why, why, why? And Laker Tom will explain why or explain why not. You're coming up here in a second. But Kuzma is one of the key reasons why we just couldn't get it done tonight. Is His inconsistency, I know He's had real improvement in his all-around game, but unfortunately, it's still the consistency factor coming up again. Great last night. Couldn't carry it over to two games in a row once again. Very disappointing performance for him because Anthony Davis needed someone to really help him step it up just even a little bit more. Alex Caruso, 18 points, six rebounds, and two assists. Caldwell Pope, 17 points. Did okay for him. Nobody else really stood out. Drummond, Gasol, disappointing. Wes Matthews looked fatigued after he played a lot of minutes yesterday after not playing a lot over the course of the past few games. Ben McLemore was, again, with a streaky shooter. He got to be on a hot streak, and today wasn't it with only six points. So was Markeith Morris off on his shot as well. 
but Kyle Kuzma could have been the difference, and unfortunately that wasn't the case today. As again, the Lakers fall to Portland 106 to 101 and fall to seven in the Western Conference. And you heard me right. They have fallen to seventh in the Western Conference and are currently in the play-in format. And here today to talk about the game, and again, one of the best performances, if not the best, for Anthony Davis of this year, is a good man indeed. You got to check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. <laughs> it's Laker Tom and V. V. Garcia said it so well. Kuzma has so much potential talent, but his inconsistency and the fact that he's so streaky is making him the modern day J.R. Smith. <laughs> That's one way to say it, V. That's one way to say it. I, I can't agree with you more on that. But as you said, first off, V, Laker Tom is here now. So, Laker Tom, why, Laker Tom? Why? Why was Kuzma playing? Yes. Because he's not afraid to shoot. And they didn't really have any other options yeah. that were playing. Well. No, you know, that's another it, thing. It, it was a strange game in many ways because we saw a lot of good things from Anthony Davis hitting the floor, getting played rough, struggling a little bit with his shot at times, but coming through and playing well. Ironically, he had a minus 11, the worst plus minus on the team. And then the second worst plus minus on the team was Caruso, who, who I thought had one of his best shooting games. I swear to God, the guy cannot pass the ball worth anything. I mean, how many turnovers? He almost turned the ball over like four times and basically, you know, it was just horrible passing. But he Even only ended up with one on the Well, he only never, ended up with one, but I, I, I get what you mean. I get. What I you mean, mean, there were three specific instances where he threw passes that should have been intercepted and we were just fortunate that they weren't. He's just not a playmaker, and, and that's, that's not taking anything away from Alex's game, but his defense was horrible tonight. That's why he had such a negative net rating. His defense was terrible. The only positive out of the game was Andre Drummond showing again why he's not the answer for the Lakers at the center position. And Mark Gasol, unfortunately, is not the answer 23 minutes in the game because he was tired at the end of the game and had basically run out of gas. Um, I would have liked to seen a little of Harrell at some point in there uh, just simply rather than running Gasol into the ground at the end, they played a little bit of time with AD at the five, a few minutes of that. You know, it's a tough game when you got, when you were playing Dame Lillard, this is exactly why everybody freaks out about the possibility of the Lakers ending up in the seventh spot because the play in tournament, you know, and you can easily see that if you play a team like any of those teams that are down there, whether it's the Warriors or, even if the Blazers slipped and fell down in there and you ended up playing them in the play-in tournament, when you're playing against a superstar guard who can go off and, and start nailing threes from 35 feet out, that's a scary proposition when you're in a play-in tournament. And right now it looks like since they've got a one-game lead on us in the loss column as a result of tonight's win plus the tiebreaker, yeah. they do have three tough games at the end. It just depends whether or not when you get down to those last three games that they have, as to whether those teams are still involved in competitive situations. But a tough game to lose. I was happy to wait to see them come back and play well at times. I thought Gazal played very well until the last last time he put him in there after Drummond fouled out finally. But man, Drummond has just been such a disappointment. You know, the, the guy has some talent, but my God, it just doesn't seem to be at least we haven't had enough time for him to get it out. And he's had no time with LeBron, which could probably help a lot. 
So that's a tough situation. And the Lakers obviously are going by the strategy that, hey, all we want to do is get healthy. We don't really care what seed we are. We don't really care if we have to play into the play-in tournament. All we need is to have LeBron and AD be healthy. So the one thing you can take out of this game is that that Anthony Davis is picking up his game. He's starting to get he's starting to get his legs underneath him. He hit two out of three from deep, made some clutch block at the end of the game, clutch offensive rebounds at the start of the game, made most of his free throws tonight. So, you know, you, you got to take the, the few things that you can take away from the game as positives. I don't expect the Lakers to, you know, I mean, we've got the Suns up next, which is another tough matchup for us. At this point in time, we're starting to see, I think, some of the things come into focus of, of what kind of rotation Frank's going to have in the playoffs. I'm still hoping that they start Gasol and, and play Drummond in the middle against second team players. You know, it's just his defense is so poor. When he goes out there, I mean, it's one thing you see you see Gasol trying to go out and cover players on the exterior and then rotating back and get down underneath the basket. And at least he's trying. Sometimes he can't get there, but he's trying hard. But Drummond, I mean, I can't tell how many layups there were made tonight. They outscored us in the paint. They made a lot of layups where Drummond basically never even got below the free throw line even to contest the shots and he and he's just not a he's just not a shot blocker so i was very disappointed in that aspect about it and uh the lakers are in the seventh seed and that's probably where they belong right now when you consider how they've been playing absolutely but again for ad that's a good sign for lakers fans him having two very good performances this week and uh, this one was the best one of all this was more like the AD we have been looking for for all year, all season. This is something yeah. on both ends of the floor. We've been asking for this kind of Anthony Davis all of the entire season. He and we know he was off. We know he had a, a, such a short off season. We know it affected him on both a mental and physical basis. We just knew he was out of sorts for the entire season. And you know what? On a day right after he came up with the back spasms, you thought going in he was going to be. He said he was going to play. He said he was going to gut it out, and you know what? He gutted out and showed me something today because everybody talks about how fragile he is. You know, he even he took this extension because even he knows how injury prone he is. Right. That's why he signed his extension because he was unsure about his future. But to see him go out and perform today so well after leaving with back spasms, as we talked about on yesterday's show. And I'm not going to joke about back spasms because as someone who has had back trouble and has back trouble to this day, I know how painful that is and how debilitating that is at times. You know what? I've got all the respect for him in the world for playing like this. He played with energy. He played with desire. And if he just had a little bit more around him that would have played the same, the Lakers would have taken this game. Yeah, I think that... uh... You got to realize, first off, we're missing LeBron James. And then you're missing Dennis Schroeder, too. You're missing THT. So you're missing basically your point forward, if you will, in LeBron. And you're the two guys who play lead guard, the two point guards on the team. And it put Alex in a very difficult situation. And and frankly, you know, I'm I'm always really hard on Alex. Um, But I'll give him credit, even, even the poor passing and the almost turnovers and everything that didn't deter him or the poor defense. It didn't deter him from doing what he could to help the team win. 
and we wouldn't have been close without his attacking of the basket, uh, his three-point shooting. So it was a good game by him. And, you know, we just we just needed somebody else to come along in the train, whether it was obviously Kyle Kuzma would have been the logical person, you know, and it's just one of those days where his shot didn't fall. It was a frustrating game because we just came close. A lot of it comes to the turnovers, you know, in the second and third quarters, we had zero turnovers after the eight in the first quarter. And then we start off with the fourth quarter with two turnovers right off of the bat that put us down, you know, seven, eight points. And we struggle through and have six more turnovers in the fourth quarter, not taking care of the ball. And a lot of that is just losing all of our playmakers and ball handlers. But injuries are part of the game, and we still have to battle through that same situation. Nobody knows why LeBron has really missed the last couple of games. Is it, is it he just wanted more time off? Is it, is it some personal issue? Is it COVID? You don't know you can, with, the, with the way that they, they treat this information on the players and so forth. And same thing, you don't know if Dennis has got COVID. And, and, and if Dennis has COVID, I think he's eligible to come back maybe for the last game before we start the playoffs. And that's something um, I want to ask you real quick, V. Garcia. Mm-hmm. Uh, interjected in first off wanted to go ahead and touch on what V said first and that Drummond just needs to realize that this team is not based around him like the Cavs was he's basically a better bigger version of Harrell get big get dirty grab boards clean up better than anybody else can he seems lost right now and that's one way of saying it but again he's got flaws in his game that really stands out in the Lakers offensive and defensive schemes I think that's part of the issue as well it's just he has some attributes. More of and, it's more of a bad fit than yeah. You know, it's not like listen. I give Dre credit because he's basically he has basically bought into trying to play the way that Frank Vogel and the Lakers want him to play. He's not going down there and taking crazy shots, trying to put up big numbers and so forth. And 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 you have to respect the fact that a twenty-seven-year-old guy like him, who's average, who's average double digits and and is probably one of the best rebounders in the modern era. He's really adapted his game. But at the same token, it's it, it comes down to a court awareness and, and basketball IQ, and he just is not a great fit for what the Lakers are trying to do. And some well, I mean, time, It's a different thing you're asking him to do than what you did last year. Last yeah. year, the Lakers were able, with Caruso, to go ahead and put him in the exact spots for him to best succeed. Unfortunately, due to injuries, COVID, the whole nine yards, and we're going to get into V. Garcia's other questions here in a second. And in a, not in a position to succeed because he's doing things that he is not entirely comfortable in doing. And we're seeing. And I don't know. If I don't know if he can become comfortable doing them. That's the big. Problem. Well, no, he he probably won't because yeah. you know he's not a rookie anymore. He's in. What, he's twenty six now. He he is basically the player that he is. He is what he is as a yeah. player. A gritty defender, going to be great as a guy coming off the bench, giving you a spark in limited amount of minutes, and as a spot starter surprise every now and then like he was in game six for the Lakers in the championship, as we talked about on the show previously. But if you're asking him to do more than that, that's where the problems lie. And I think that we're seeing that in case like today, but it's out of necessity. And unfortunately, but that, but you're asking that of everybody on the team, and it's yeah. why and they're not able to step it up, you know? This yeah. is not a t- this is a team with two superstars and 13 role players. Yeah. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
way hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Well, when you're asking these role players to expand their games yeah. when there's injury or sickness, that's something they just can't do. It's apparent. We see no. it every game now. The only one that can do it is Kuzma, but you get that one out of every three to five games. Yeah. And that's something that's the problem with him. And that will always plague him in his career. I'm not sure if he'll ever find the consistency because if he did, he would be a frontline starter and a great player on any team, not an all-star, but he would be a solid starter for 10 plus years. If he ever found that consistency, he, and if he doesn't, because he hasn't as of yet, you're going to see games where you see those 25 point games on one night and it, what less than five, the next. So that's right. the thing you're seeing right now with him. That's not an issue of youth anymore because he's also in his mid twenties. So basically yeah. you could be seeing what you're seeing with Kyle Kuzma as well. So these are problems. You're the getting what you to. see. Yeah. Yeah, it they, is what they it are is. The player that they're going to be right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with Caruso, that's why he was drafted or not drafted in this in his case, and that's why with Kuzma, that's why he was drafted late first round because people saw these tendencies in him. As far as this, they did, I don't think they saw that he would be that much of a contributor. But he can't if he wants to go ahead and think so well of himself as he's claimed over the past couple of years when he got a little bit big in the head as far as how he thought his game would develop and he was being thought of on the USA team and things of that nature before he got hurt the first time that summer and all those things when he started hearing and reading into the hype. This consistency, that's the problem. If he ever finds it, he's going to be a very solid starter for 10 years in this league. And if he isn't, you know, it's going to be a role player. And he's going to be a role player that's going to have those big games and then you're going to have three or four small ones, and that's just it. But I wanted to go ahead and touch on something that V. Garcia also said, and that's something we haven't really talked about on this show, is what you touched upon, and that's the – I don't know if it's a controversy, but, again, what's LeBron been doing because he's not been you know, front line out there in center you know, supporting the team in the past couple of games. I know Frank Vogel kind of and didn't really address it in a right. news avoided conference it. he he tried to avoid it he he had a carefully worded statement in regards to lebron's just doing lebron things i mean that leads a lot more to speculation of what's going on does he have like you said is it injury is it covid related is it personal and then you got the news that leaked out what dennis schroeder had said who's now in healthy health and safety protocol with the fact that he said that he and LeBron are the only two on the team not vaccinated, where LeBron said it was a family choice. You could, and we always said on this show, you could read in from there what that would be. Mm-hmm. But he, he said that him, those two are not vaccinated. And with the possibility that Schroeder might return, I mean, that, that's something that could be good news before the end of the season. But if it's COVID that he had, 
which seemingly is the case because he's been out for so long, that's a problem that could linger on with him for weeks yeah. to come. Yeah, just I mean, we've seen we've seen players, uh, uh, the Celtics basically have that same situation where they've got a key player who got COVID and still says it's bothering the hell out of him and it's not it's affecting his game. I think the one positive thing is that I don't know what's going on with LeBron. Maybe it's a family problem or some other type of issue, but at least we know that Frank said very clearly it's not a medical problem, so he doesn't have COVID, even though he's not vaccinated. So that that's a good sign, and and Woj seems to feel that he'll he'll play three or four games, maybe maybe not the back to backs. Um, but the Lakers have basically already adopted their strategy, and they adopted it before this game, before the Celt- before the Clippers game, that was basically we're gonna we're gonna count on getting healthy first, because if we're not healthy, it doesn't matter what our seed is. You know, we're we don't have a chance if we're not healthy, and if we're healthy then it doesn't really matter what the seed is because we can still come through and win every win a championship starting from wherever we have to start. Well, V. Garcia is saying that the sad part, Gerald, is that he might not even have COVID, but just exposed to someone, which is true. There have been individuals that have been exposed to someone who has. Yeah, I, I think Frank wouldn't have said medi- would have said it was would have. But no, we're talking that, about that Schroeder. Would fall into a medical category, I think, because yeah, with Schroeder. With, with LeBron, it has to be official because there's nothing men official say that he's in health and safety protocols. So it can't be officially something that's health related. Yeah, with, Schroeder, with Schroeder, if he's out 10 to 14 days, it usually means he has it or he's like Great. V. Garcia said, he's been in close contact. But even if he's been in close contact, if he's testing negative after, uh, what, three, uh, three to five, uh, five days in a row of negative tests, he, I think he, he's able to to be eligible to come back, but something's going on there that more than meets right. the eye in regards to that. So I don't know. It just it's, and, it's very and, just, and we're getting all of these injuries. Yeah, I mean, Caruso yeah. basically he's got a bad foot, which which probably you know he he was slated as possibly not playing. Yeah, three to five days, right? Vito Gar- yeah. Via Garcia said, yeah, and, absolutely and we're missing we're days. missing two starters and 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 THT from the rotation. So it's you know it's tough. You just have to realize that last year we had a situation where every time we had a big thing to happen, a big decision to happen, a player getting healthy, a player coming through, LeBron and AD having career playoff shooting performances from three-point and from deep twos, you know, it's one of those things where everything went right last year. And that's why we romped through and, and weren't really threatened in any of the series. This year, we've already seen it's almost like the opposite. It's almost like everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. And and we're still hanging on by a thread. And the thread that we're hanging on is that we may have the best two players in the league. And if they're healthy, then you can't write us off, you know. But well, by DB. the same token, you can't be you can't be as confident as you were last year that we're going yeah. to be able to pull everything together and get our mojo together and, and all of the cooperating players are going to come through, you know, Gasol is going to come through and replace what, give us what Rondo did last year, because we don't have anybody else who can do that. Um, you know, so it's, we've become a lot, we've become a long shot. You know, if you want to choose the field or the Lakers to win the championship right now, you better put your money on the field. Well, the only thing you, you can say right now is the Lakers, they did this, something similar 
in, not injury related. They just played awful going in, you know, right. in, in, in the, the bubble. bubble. And then we saw we were predicting doom and gloom there. The only thing now is that's it, it, that's really concerning. Yes, the team is playing lousy, but it's more injury related. And right. to me, that that's a big concern. DP, I want to give a shout out to you. Our Lakers team better relax this season. No more back to back. Bounce back next season, fully healthy. I would normally say that's that's not a hundred percent bad idea, DP. But the only thing is, LeBron is thirty six. Don't tell LeBron with the limited time window. Even though we think he's a cyborg and might play another ten years, it, his window at being an elite player is closing. I mean, even if he's 37, 38, and can still play somewhat like this, he's not going to be able to play 82 games like this at 37, 38. You might get 40, 50 games where he can play at an elite level. Right now, you if he's healthy and he's back to LeBron that he was just before he got injured by Solomon Hill, it, you know he can play at a level consistently over the course of a series, a two series, three series. And that's something you may not have next year or the next year after with him. And you got to make sure if, and he'll even tell you, if you have me going into the playoffs, you better be ready to play and yeah. you're ready to be better to win the championship because why he's would not you, why would you have pulled the trigger on the trade for, yeah. uh, for Lowry or, or some, somebody high end like that. There were other prospects. Well, we have to, we have to make some moves going forward. And this summer is yeah. going to be, there's going to be some big trades by the Lakers this summer because oh, there has to be the thing that the thing that we like, just as we've been saying all along, I mean, it's great. It's a great cliche to come out and say, Hey, our third superstar is our defense or our third superstar is our role players. All of that sounds good until you come into a game like tonight where you really only had one star on the floor. We didn't have that other person, that third player who, would normally probably have to sacrifice his game in order to be on the Lakers. For example, if we if we got Kyle Lowry, Lowry is not going to get the shots that he gets with the Raptors when he's playing with the Lakers, not when he's playing with LeBron and AD. But that's the kind of player that you need to have another couple of those in the starting lineup. Um, because if one if LeBron is not having a great game or AD is not having a great game, you at least have a player that you know can elevate his game and take it to the next level and be a superstar. Even if it's just to draw the defense away, because if Kyle yeah. Lowry is sitting out there in the middle of a, a playoff round, he's done this before. His yeah. reputation precedes him. So people, somebody's going to have to stick yeah. on him, which opens up the lane for LeBron and AD. Well, I get it. It would have helped a lot. You know, I mean, yeah. I, th I, think, I think we played better with Gasol out there and stretching the floor. But he, um, he he doesn't have enough gas in the gas tank. No, he doesn't have enough gas. He got tired in there. Twenty three minutes is probably more than he should be playing. He should, he, in my opinion, he should be starting the starting each half the way that McGee did, and then sitting on the bench the rest of the game, and rooting. And let <laughs> Drummond have let Drummond have his eighteen minutes and nineteen minutes in the middle of the game. Keep Gasol limited like that, and close with AD. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Frank Vogel. I mean. Frank is getting more and more information on what to make of our center mess. I mean, we got four centers. 25% of our roster is filled with guys who play that position that has become devalued and underappreciated in the league to the extent that they don't even give a position for center in the all-star voting, you know? And, it, and, and what it comes down to is that 
we've added all of these pieces. We've got these four centers, but the only one who really is a is a true starting center, a quality player at that position is Anthony Davis, who doesn't want to play the position and whom the Lakers don't want to play that position. So you got four guys, one who doesn't want to play the position, one who can't really fit into our team or hasn't shown it so yet, yet in Drummond, a guy who's way too small at 6'5", to do anything other than to feast on second string centers and a 36 year old former defensive player of the year, two time defensive player of the year and Mark Gasol who can stretch the floor, but can't play a whole lot of minutes just simply because he's, he's old and over the hill. So we've spent all of this effort and, and have lined up these people. And we keep going through this Renaissance center process that we've gone through where you throw in McGee and Howard into the situation. And we've gone through, five different centers now in the last two years, none of whom are the center of the future for the team, none of whom really complement Anthony Davis well, none of whom can protect the rim and defend on the perimeter the way that Frank wants them to defend. And, and yet we've dedicated 25% of our personnel trying to fill that hole. And, and, and if there's been a miscalculation uh, by the Lakers, you know, I mean, one of the most frustrating things for me was watching the Clippers game and watching, watching DeMarcus Cousins and Rajon Rondo, two guys who were on our team last year, destroying us. Two guys that we could have had this year and maybe should have had. They both filled a role that would probably be better than what we've got right now. It's easy to uh, look in the rearview mirror and criticize the moves that, that Rob Palenka made. And I think at various points in the year, I've been, very supportive of the moves that Rob made, even though I may have soured on some of them at this point in time. Um, but there's going to be there's going to be changes this summer, uh, win or lose. There will be changes this summer, and primarily they're related to the fact that you just talked about Gerald that LeBron's window is closing fast. Yeah. No matter how much of a cyborg you think he is, losing this year is going to put tremendous pressure on the Lakers to be all in to win next year. And Anthony Davis, you know, uh, the truth of the matter is that COVID screwed us over because of the short off season and the compressed season so that everybody could get back on the regular schedule. And that hurt the Lakers more than any other team in the league. You know, we suffered the injuries that I think were partially related to that. And it, it makes it very difficult for a veteran team like that when you've got major injuries like we've had to really come through. So I'm still going to root for the Lakers. I still think they have a shot at it, but they're sure not the favorites that they were a month ago or two months ago before all these injuries. And, you know, you see with what the Clippers did with Rajon Rondo, as DP pointed out, I mean, Rondo mm -hmm. keeping him would have been, uh, you know, an okay move as well. Although with even regular season Rondo, just as an additional playmaker, even though you and I... We're not even in the playoffs, and yeah. he can't like playoff Rondo. Yeah, exactly, because uh, he sees a sense yeah. of urgency already with that team. So, uh, And with Serge Ibaka, I know at that time it was a question, or should we get Ibaka or should we get Harrell? Ibaka might fit a well, little we, bit better, but he wasn't available. Hold on, I was just going to say that, it, yeah, he's he's been injured. He, You know, that even was going to be turned out if... If he was playing for the Lakers today, I would see him with the similar kind of results you're seeing with the Clippers is that he's not there because he's injured all the time. So you're seeing those problems there. I don't, Miles Turner would have been a great addition, 
But yeah. again, they're not willing to make that move. You know, I know Porzingis is a lousy defender, but to have him stretch the floor at, at 7-3, you never know what he can do. That might have been an option because Dallas seems intent on getting rid of him at some point because he's always injured. But again, that's another issue with him. So, yeah. you know, there's just not a whole lot of options out there. And you're trying to put this patchwork band-aid each and every year. It worked one year. And I think of them, I think you should have kept Howard if you're, you know, with anybody, because at least he makes Jokic's life miserable. And if you're worried about that single matchup and him playing against that single player, that might be effective. To well, and and he can protect the rim. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I was in favor of the moves that the, I was in favor of getting a modern center who could stretch the floor. Um, and I wish that they would. And I actually think the top priority the team should have this summer is to go after Miles Turner. It looks like the head coach, uh, the the Pacers basically are going to hire a new head coach. Uh, they may even hire a new front office as a result of the disappointing season they've had, despite the injuries and so forth. Um, so, you know, it, it's an opportunity that will be there. Turner is is actually, I think, the perfect player to play next to Anthony Davis at center, you know, and, and really allow AD to play very little five. Uh, it seems like that's what the Lakers and AD want to do, but you just can't, you know, you've got to put some, you got to commit that you're going to trade for a player like that. There's all of these ifs that we have, and there's nothing we can do about it now. We have to finish out the season, deal, play with the cards that we were dealt with, and uh, try to make the best of it. And it'll all come down to LeBron James. It'll all if come LeBron down. James can recover 100% and be the player that we know he's capable of, even at 36 years old, the Lakers are a tough out. But if yeah. LeBron isn't there, and AD is probably not enough to carry this team past maybe other than maybe a first-round win and a play-in win, then we're going to make an early exit. Um, and we still face the very likely prospect that we might end up we might end up playing the Clippers in the first round. If the Clippers had a choice of when to play the Lakers, the sooner, the better. Yep, the sooner, the better indeed. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Once again, the Lakers, unfortunately, had a very valiant effort with the best performance of the year by Anthony Davis, but they end up falling short, 106 to 101. Once again, the Lakers fall down to seventh place currently in the Western Conference, looking up at Portland, Dallas, Denver, the Clippers, Phoenix, and Utah in the standings. And it looks like they're going to keep a buffer between them and 
Memphis, Golden State, San Antonio, yeah. and if anybody pl- replaces San Antonio in that 10 spot. So I think that at the lowest, by the end of the season, the Lakers will finish no lower than seventh in the Western Conference standings. Sort of like, it's sort of like last year, Gerald. The, you know, we've got, what, five games left? Yeah. And, and those five games basically look like they don't really matter. Uh, it's beginning to look like that because they yeah. do not hold any of the tiebreakers between those two. Nope. And that's the problem because now not only you have to win one game to tie them, you have to, you win, have to win one more game. Yeah. yeah. So you have to leapfrog, literally leapfrog each of those teams in order to go ahead and advance into that slot. So it does not look good right now for the Lakers in capturing either the fifth or sixth slot in the Western conference, something that, we were very afraid that would happen weeks ago, and it unfortunately has come to pass. So yeah, but I think that uh, what what right now it looks like it'll be the Grizzlies, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the Napoleon game. Yeah, well, you never know with a, with a nice burst. Unless the Warriors, unless the Warriors get hot. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play Steph in a in a play-in game. No, either no, as the ninth and tenth team or the seventh and eight, or the eighth team. But you know, by the same token, I think that other than accepting the insult that we that the injuries and the poor play dropped us into this play-in tournament and don't be so insulted that you happen to end up in the play-in tournament because basically that's where you stand. So uh, I'm not worried that we're going to lose one of those games in the play-in tournament. I sure don't feel like there's any chance that we would lose two games in a row um, by two different teams in the play-in tournament if we had a healthy LeBron and AD. I was going to say, I was right now I'm commenting to V that the only team worse right now playing than the Lakers is San Antonio. So Pops is uh, barely squeaking by with a win tonight against the was once hot Sacramento Kings. So it looks like they're most likely going to stay in the 10th spot because we got the news to earlier today in regards to Zion being out indefinitely right. with an injury, which David Griffin and GM is saying it's due to the refs and because they're not calling fouls or the way they're officiating. You know, I'm going to say this. We say it all the time with LeBron, how he doesn't get every call. We said it with Shaq, how he doesn't get every call. We say it with any type of big man. that, that Zion too, you know? Yeah. It's, it, you, it's unfortunate, but it's the way that, that I think that all these refs see these larger individuals or the guys that maybe have more strength, that they say, oh, you know what? It's what a normal tap is for one guy that's a foul. You know what? If these LeBron, guys are making if LeBron got the calls that Dame gets for every little tiny bump. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Or same yeah. thing with AD. Um, I've always felt that it was one of the things that the league needs to change in the refereeing is this differentiation on how you treat players on the perimeter versus players underneath. You know, it's very unfair, especially for any bigs that, that attack the rim and, and go in there the way that Zion does or LeBron does um, or that Shaq did, you know, I mean, uh, I understand how difficult it would be to, to, for example, to be a referee and not call a foul every single time Shaq had the ball down on, in the low post, but by the same token, it really affects the game. You know, I thought there were several instances tonight where AD should have got an and one, you know, when he got a lot of contact when he's going to the basket. It's every star, man. It's every, yeah. it's every, I mean. Well, it's every big, it's every big yeah. because the guards, the Hardens, yeah, the, the, the Hardens, the Lillards. Oh yeah. Harden gets, there's a lot of calls. Yeah. You know, that, I, mean, I give you, I give you that. 
And, and, and it's basically, if you're running right along with Alex Crusoe and you throw your shoulder into Crusoe a little bit, yeah. as long as you don't extend your arm, there's a bump. Okay, that's a foul call. And the whistle's blowing already, you know. Hey, you know, Dame can shoot those 30-footers, man. And when, they, when he makes those, those are devastating shots to go in. And the guards really know how to work the refs. You can yeah. see it. Where someone like, like for instance, V saw it with Dame really getting uh, Caruso on those quirky veteran fouls. You see right. Chris Paul do it all the time, especially with younger younger players. Love to take him with those, you know, oh, uh, he bumped me. Oh, that's a foul on him. It's, it's the and, guard rules, though. You yeah. know, it, it, once once LeBron's playing guard and, and there's a guard move and he's driving to the basket like a guard, he should get the same call as the guards get. Yeah. I mean, Harden is a master of that. I mean, that, there's a reason why those guys are shooting 10, 12, 15 free throws each and every game. Whereas with AD and LeBron, it's like, okay, 12 one day, maybe five the next, and then maybe 15 one day, and then three the next. It's, it's always, it's, you know, it's something that, it's, it's like, it's one of the things that really frustrates me about Drummond because he's got such athletic ability and size that if he had, if we had a whole season, if, if we had him for a whole season, and he could play with LeBron and he could learn from Bill Handy and, you know, on how to draw fouls and, and how to get his shoulder ahead of people and then jump into them. And uh, he just doesn't seem to be understand how you, how you draw a foul in a game, you know, well, and that is an art. It, it's truly a skill and an art that, that you got to learn how to do. Maybe what's like what we talked about with Caruso and Kuzma. He is what he is. Yeah. Yeah, because he's 28, so yeah, he's at his peak right now. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, it's been great talking as always. But before we head on out, wanted to go ahead and mention that hopefully we'll have Elrop here for Sunday night because Sunday night the Phoenix Suns come into town. If we're LA, everyone out there in LA, they will be playing against the Lakers at home. It's another big game for the team. If there's any chance for us to go ahead and move back into sixth or fifth, it has to start on Sunday against Phoenix, and we'll be here for that game. Uh, hopefully, L. Rob will be here with us. I know Jamie Sweet will not be here with us because he is out and about. Uh, I think he's camping somewhere in somewhere on the West Coast. But it's so funny because he tells me that, Hey, Gerald, I'm not going to be here. I'm sorry I can't make it in for the next few games. I'm going to be out. We hope you guys have fun. Enjoy. And then his next message was, love you too, Pootie. Have fun. Do you think <laughs> he was talking about me? Might be. Huh. I didn't know my nickname at Lakerholics.com was Pootie. <laughs> All right. But Laker Tom, you've got a lot of stuff going on at Lakerholics.com, including some great articles coming up. Again, you, you have to not be too upset at the Lakers' performance tonight because of the guts that ad showed tonight and this could be a precursor for the future if lebron is somewhat healthy going into the playoffs as well yeah i think that there's there's a lot of things to be positive still about the lakers and and uh, they still have held up their defensive rating um it's gotten a little bit crazy and and we haven't been playing that level of defense um and in, in the nba when you when you play against guys like dame it's very often that great offense can beat great defense. Um, so we'll just have to see how the Lakers hold out. Uh, and, and as I said so many times, that 
really comes down to how LeBron's what's what's LeBron's head going to be like when he comes back, you know, and uh, how quickly can the team uh, find their mojo? Um, I think that they need to start Gasol rather than Drummond. And they may need to split the time in the middle of the game between before AD takes over to close games. They maybe should split that time between Drummond and, and Harrell or play them whichever one matches up best against whoever is the second string center for the teams we play. More and more evidence is coming out that that Marc Gasol is the better option despite his age and his inability to protect the rim, his inability to jump. I don't even remember if he's gotten a dunk all year long, but it's becoming clear. You know, it's just, it's just like you see Wes Matthews all of a sudden back into the lineup and getting some help there. And some of the times, you know, we're not going to see, I don't think in the playoffs, you're not going to see lineups with Drummond and Macklemore both in the lineup at the same time. That just opens up holes in your defense that are too much to cover by having both of those guys out there at the same time. Um, and so you're going to see, I think we're going to see, assuming that everybody's healthy, I think you're going to see AD play a lot more five when we get into the playoffs. I think you're going to see Gasol start. And I think you may see uh, whoever is playing best or whoever matches up best between Drummond and Harrell being the backup center. That's the only route that we can go. We need to replicate what we did last year in the playoffs and play with the type of play. Uh, Morris, I thought, had some, you know, finally made some shots. So, you know, hopefully Morris is starting to look a little more aggressive. They had a small man on him most of the game. And he basically took advantage of that on the boards and so forth. So it's just the same old thing. You know, we're, we're, we're now at the same point as we were after three games in the bubble last year with five games remaining and none of the games are going to matter. The Lakers knew they were going to go in as the top seed. This time we know we're going to go in as the seventh seed. So it's all about just getting healthy and getting LeBron and AD uh, having their legs underneath them and, and, and Frank, narrowing that rotation down to the guys who can play defense because defense is the only way we're going to win it this year. We're going to have to shoot lights out and play great defense. That's what we're going to have to do indeed. But again, it is at Laker Tom on Twitter. Also as well, if you have any questions for us, Lakers fast break on Twitter and Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. One last thing from V Garcia. Yes, I did change my name to Gerald Pooty from the Lakers fast break, just to let you know. And I probably will again next time we have Jamie confirmed on the show. V Garcia wants to drop some last knowledge. Again, he thought it was an awesome stream by us. And that's all credit to you, Laker Tom, because you bring it each and every time out. It's truly appreciated. Plus also want to give a big shout out to everybody who watched the show. Uh, it's just truly incredible out there, DP and everyone else that got a chance to watch us. But V Garcia says LeBron is the reju- rejuvenation chamber, right? He's in the, reju- he is in the rejuvenation chamber right now. He's ticked off and hearing the chatter. You know, he feeds off the talk and the Lakers will come back strong. I hope so. My friend, I hope so. Indeed. It is once again, Gerald Pooty or Gerald Glassford, however way you like it. It is the Lakers fast break along with my good friend, Tom Wong, AKA Laker Tom. Again, if you have any questions for us at, Lakers fast break at Laker Tom and Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Please check out all the other great basketball shows, including hashtag hashtag Lakers, where they also talk about the Lakers there as well. Every now and then that's also a great show as part of the hoop heads podcast network. 
and also if you check out everything that they're doing at Lakerholics.com. Once again, we came up a little bit short in the fourth quarter. Anthony Davis with his best game of the year. V. Garcia, you have a great night. And everyone else that watched and listened, we truly want to thank you for doing so. It is the Lakers, once again, falling short tonight in Portland, 106-101. They're currently in seventh place in the Western Conference. But we will be back on Sunday after the game against Phoenix that you will check us out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.